You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Almost Human After Show. <laughs> hey there, Almost Human fans. Uh, what up? Oh, my God. So good to be back. Three weeks away. I Can't believe guys. it's been so long. It feels I like forever. I know. It feels like we're in the future. Oh. Uh, oh. Getting it off to a great <laughs> jar. Yeah. Uh, hey, gang. You're watching or listening to AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about Almost Human Season 1, Episode 9, Unbound. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me on the panel, of course, we have the fantastic and talented Miss Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. Mr. Ryan Hope. Hey, guys. What's up? And Mr. Zach Wilson. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. So, uh, guys, gal, we are so happy to be back. Uh, and with such a fantastic, explosive episode... Um, lots of great action. We got some sweet, sweet robot fights. Um, yes. We got uh, Kenix using his robot leg. I think to... that's the first time that's it actually come in handy. A high-end karate <laughs> kick, like <laughs> through the wall. Yeah. I, well, when we Zach and I watched it, I was like, there's no way he could kick her that far. And then it just occurred to me, no, robot leg. He has and a they, robot Right after the comic. Because yeah. I wrote the same thing on my notes. I was like, what the heck? Oh, his leg. Right? Well, I know we were talking about um, weeks ago that we wish that his leg was a little bit more utilitarian. Mm-hmm. I take back everything I said. It works just fine. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need a Swiss Army leg. You just need you just need a good, strong leg. <laughs> you know. Just occasional, He's just He's got power. a leg to yeah. stand on. Yeah. Just Aww. a standard... Aww. Aww. Does that mean he can run super fast, too? No. He can limp super fast or hop super fast. <laughs> no, he was already fast. He was the white cheetah. Yeah, he was the white cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we, uh, we meet a new face this week, an important new face, uh, the creator of the DRNs and the XRN, uh, Dr. Nigel Vaughn, Dr. Nigel Vaughn, uh, who, you know, played by John Larroquette. Great to see him in anything. I love John Larroquette. Uh, I, I've loved him since, uh, since the 10th Kingdom. Since the Night Court days. Yeah. Well, 10th Kingdom <laughs> it was a miniseries yeah. fantasy, whatever. 90s. It was a confusing time. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> we open with, uh, we open with our, our good buddies, Kenix and Dorian, uh, showing this, cu- this kindergarten class, or they're not kindergartners, <laughs> they're older than that. Uh, around the police station, and Kenix wants to be cool, so he shows them uh, footage of a murder, and that one kid totally vomits, and it looks like he's vomiting like mandarin orange slices, yeah. and it made me orange really happy. Orange Fanta. Yeah. Further proof that Kenix should not be a babysitter. Never. Dorian's really, great with kids. Kenix, not so much. This is really bad. He gets them really excited, like, who wants to look at guns? Yeah. yeah. Who wants to look at this picture I've got? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's also a good example of what happens when Kenix tries to one-up Dorian, yeah. because they're both trying to be cool for the kids. It's true. He can never one-up Dorian. No one 
has what Dorian has. He has that special, <laughs> that, that special part. That special part in his of brain himself that he shares they call with it all of us. Synthetic soul. Yes. Uh, and synthetic yes. soul. Now we know who designed the Dorian. Yes. <laughs> who designed every last little piece of the Dorian. That was in the back and of my every head. Big piece. Um, I'm just waiting for one of you to just finally say penis. <laughs> no, we were waiting for you. What are you, to. What are you talking about, what are you Megan? Talking about? We're talking about his soul and the size of his heart. His and his microchip heart. brain. And yeah. I, I was talking about his penis. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. okay. Well, Matt, um, just you and I then on the yeah, clean side. I guess so. We're the only ones whose heads are not proverbially in the gutter. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dorian meets uh, Dr. Nigel. He's kind of blown away. He recognizes him immediately there's like this moment they look at each other across the crowded dank apartment like dank lab but it's not a lab like he he doesn't call it a lab but it pretty much is a lab uh it makes rudy's place look nice by right finally rudy's place looks great (laughs) yeah rudy's place is like a luxury dank hole instead of just you know your basic dank hole um and uh, yeah, Dorian is amazed to meet his his creator. Nigel is amazed that any DRNs are still functioning, that he's still a cop. It's kind of like for a hot moment, you know, maybe I should stop my secret homicidal plan <laughs> to take over the love affair in there, the know? city. Yeah. Um, Looking back on it, I feel like the second it revealed that he was still alive after she came and stole stuff from him. I feel like right then and there, I should have known he was evil. Yeah. But it took a little bit more of uh, the mustache twirling throughout the episode before that really uh, sunk uh, in. uh, uh, I kind of figured as soon as he like walked away with a small cut after she's like just killing off people for no reason. She'll shoot somebody for saying hi. For goodness sake, yeah. yeah. How does he walk away with only a little cut? Either that, or I was I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that it was like some way he programmed the robots so that they could never harm him. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be like an Asimov type thing mm-hmm. where you cannot hurt your creator. You know, like that was just like, I thought that was going to be robot logic, but apparently not. The apparently. laws of robotics. Yeah. Right? You know, no, but, just don't hurt your boss who's <laughs> controlling you. Well, that's the Vaughn law of, law of robotics. Is uh, you can hurt anyone except me, because I created you. Yeah. So quit it. Um, also, steal this stuff and act out all my vengeance, because I'm evil and I'm, I'm crappy. All right. Um, so you know, there's all these kind of implications when we meet this guy. You know, he once was a force for good, though ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, do do you think that his his turn for the worst is kind of like attempt at you know being a villain he's 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 got this whole fleet of drns as mentioned there was a whole another uh like a second wave of them ready to go when his contract got pulled and all the other drns got decommissioned so they're out there somewhere and i'm assuming that these are the robots that he's about to arm with these synthetic souls and uh these processing chips these zeta flop processing chips what do y'all think yes I, for one, I thought it was good to get more explanation on why the DRNs were officially decommissioned. Yes, we yes, we get an official story. I don't know necessarily again if that's the whole story, but that's the official story. Right. So it's nice to actually get an official story on that. Um, I think you're 100 percent right. I don't know if these DRNs are going to be more like the XRM that he created, or if they're more like Dorian. I don't know. This is scary. 
Yeah. I mean, we know that there's like this impending army of Dorian Doom sitting outside <laughs> in a warehouse somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was not a throwaway line. We are looking for, forward to a Michael Ely army. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah, that'd be never cool, have actually. too much Michael Ely. <laughs> no, you can't. And I mean, he is too much. Um, <laughs> I just think of that scene in iRobot when Will Smith goes into the warehouse and there's just like lines and lines of robots like standing at attention waiting. Mm-hmm. This is going to be Michael Ely's lined up yeah. by the thousands. <laughs> we get a freight truck like you have the freight trucks in iRobot, yeah. except it's just Dorian's. <laughs> They're all hanging on the side. Car. Get the new upgraded model Dorian. Yeah. Will Smith drives up. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. And his vintage Converse is for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's an iRobot joke. It's so fun to watch this show and then watch a commercial for About Last Night with Michael Ely. Oh my gosh, yeah. every time I see an ad for that, I'm like, Dorian found love. I know. Yay. I just watched Last Vegas this week, too, and I was like, oh yeah, he's this weird oh, son. Oh, he in that? Yeah. He's in it? Yeah. Is he's, he's Morgan Freeman's son? Yeah. Oh man. Now I'm going to have to watch Last Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a You're lot, welcome. Michael Ely. And thanks a lot, Ryan. You're welcome. Um, I love the scene where Rudy meets Dr. Nigel. Uh, cause he he's just, just gushing. He's just gushing. He's so creepy. He's so the creepy <laughs> fan. Oh my god, I love you so much. I, I'm not. I'm gonna be weird or anything. I just, I love you. Can I? Can I see your hands, yeah. please? Can I look at them? Yeah, cause they're so beautiful. They've created uh, such masterworks, like that Dorian Tong. I can't stop. <laughs> um, can't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Ain't never gonna stop. Hashtag Dorian size fun. Hashtag Dorian size. We have fun, fun here. Yeah. Um, how do you think Dorian is feeling? I mean, I, I was feeling for him when, uh, you know, the XRN first breaks out. We have this sequence where um, this robot that looks like the ninja from Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah, the cyborg ninja. That's Oh, that's yeah. what it was. He looked like either the cyborg ninja from Metal Gear Solid or he looked like some of the androids in the classic Doctor Who episode, The Caves of Androzani. Uh, these are both rather deep cuts, one deeper than the other. Uh, but he totally does. Also so, reminds me of, um, did you ever see the first Hellboy? Of course. Um, there's like a kind of robot Nazi zombie thing. Yeah, yep. with the flippy and blades. it was basically the exact same plan. Mm. Like, I'm going to pretend to be dead so that I can infiltrate this area that I'm trying to get into. Right. Uh, in this case, however, we've got an android body, uh, that rips off its head, puts on the XRN head, and the XRN ably played by one Miss Gina Carano, who is the kick assingist. She's the most ass kickingist of people. She was an MMA superstar. Then she starred in the Steven Soderbergh thriller Haywire. Uh, she does all of her own stunts herself. She's basically Superwoman. I don't know why she didn't get cast as Wonder Woman because she's just all kinds of awesome. All kinds she would of be. Awesome. She would be a great Wonder Woman. She would be a great so Wonder she Woman. She was so badass in this episode. Yeah. Was it, this episode originally episode three? No. This episode is actually episode ten. We have now seen every episode except for episode three. Okay. Episode three is going to air next week. Because this felt like this would fit in as episode three based on the progression when they had the guy break into the police station and then they were like, we're trying to figure out what, Again, was, what they were hitting. Stuff. Yeah, more in, in yeah, syndicate and stuff. Yeah, syndicate gets its first mention since the pilot. Yeah. Well, I think that's why <clears throat> that's why episode, the episode episode two, what was episode two, aired last time. The last episode we got because they need it flowed with this. Yeah. They, maybe they felt there was a weird break 
in between with that being episode two and this being episode 10 that they needed to shift things around because people would forget they'd be like they wanted what to keep reminding yeah. people that in syndicate is a thing and a force to be reckoned with over the wall yeah. <laughs> and they could right. hint at the at gina carano's head in the evidence locker without just randomly showing it 10 weeks later right it's a good point. I mean, I would have been fine with a previously on almost human <laughs> package at the Honestly, top. Honestly, that would have that would have solved the problem right then and there. Yeah, um, Fox, but- it's that simple. <laughs> All you have to do is say previously on almost human. Blah. I mean, <laughs> and we tune in. We're good. Personally, for me, I actually don't like it when they do stuff like that in the previously ons because it. I know what's happening now. It's like well, previously on. Oh, this character we haven't seen. If you're just coming into the show, sure. But if you've been with the show from the beginning, like we all have, sometimes it's nice to get a little reminder like that. Yeah. Like if I'm ever watching Game of Thrones on HBO, um, and it's been like four weeks into the season, and they and you know they do a little recap, it's nice to go. Oh yeah, that's what happened four weeks ago. You yeah. definitely need it on Game of Thrones because there's too so many, many characters. characters. But I remember um, when I was watching Breaking Bad, those previously ons would tip changes and new things in the show very clearly it was like oh well that's coming up well i guess that that character is gonna die now it was just stuff like that that's when you just marathon it on netflix (laughs) well the the problem with binge watching or like doing the netflix shows the netflix original series if you stop watching like i it took me like better part of six months to finish house of cards but there's no previously on packages (laughs) so i'd have to like go an episode or two back just so I would know what was happening in the episodes that I hadn't seen <laughs> because I had zero help. None of this has to do it's with It's a balance. Me. It's a balance. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Uh, before we continue, we're going to talk all about the XRNs, the uh, e- impending evil, the evil plot, the army. We'll talk about the wall. we got so many amazing things coming up. But first, got to talk about the iTunes. You knew it was coming. How did you know? Well, I talk about it every week. It might be your favorite part or your least favorite part of this podcast. Uh, you know, I've never felt closer to you than when I'm talking about <laughs> iTunes. And I'll tell you why. It's a, it's a forum where people can voice their opinions, trade their ideas, specifically about this show. Um, you know, we have uh, 35 ratings on this show. It's oh uh, not something to sneeze at, but I think that we can do a whole lot better. I think so. Uh, I think so, too. It only takes a moment of your time. It doesn't take any of your money, and it means the world to us. It's the only way that our show gets ranked against all the other podcasts on iTunes. We want to be the number one show on AfterBuzz TV. We want to be the number one almost human podcast on the web. Uh, I'm going to read a few reviews right now. Throw us a review. You get a shout-out on the show. It's nice, simple math. I like them odds. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, Ion Beast, five-star review. Matt is a synthetic. No, you're a liar. <laughs> Maybe. All, I am not. I've been suspicious for years. I've thought that so, too. That would explain so much. Do you think he's, uh, Zach, is, that, is your parents spawned him, perhaps? Yeah, am I your brother, <laughs> Zach, your, your evil android brother? Well, it would explain how Matt's on so many After Buzz shows. It's true. I, I can do calculate a whole bunch of Zeta flops. Everything's. Uh, is there just an army of mats underneath the afterbuzz? That studios? is three times as scary as an army of Dorian. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, At it least is. three Dorians scarier. <laughs> yeah, that's some Dorian-sized fun right there. 
great podcast and great show. Started listening to you guys on the Helix podcast, and I'm wondering, well, Matt will start talking about wanting robot monkeys. Robot to, monkeys! To start appearing on Almost Human. Uh, right now. Monkeys. I love... Uh, if you watch Helix, there's a lot of great monkey stuff on that show. Uh, and I love monkeys. Um, very good podcast for Almost Human from Arthur King of the Britons. Thank you, Arthur. He gave us uh, four stars. I would give five stars, but the main guy's voice is just a little bit too loud compared to the others. If it's I guess, too loud, you're too old. I guess I'm used to some podcasts that have the low voice like an NPR station, like the J.J. Abrams Rewind podcast. Keep it up, guys, and maybe slow down a bit. I appreciate you watching and or listening, Arthur King of the Britons. I can't change who I am. I will shout because I love this show. I'm going to jump for joy. So I appreciate you. I love you. Even though we don't always see eye to eye, <laughs> you're the man. Uh, great show from Fill My Crack. <laughs> I say that unironically. Uh, he gives it four DRN dongs. Um <laughs> Which, uh. How dare you all have made this a thing! <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know. I blame you! Four DRN dongs, nothing to sneeze at, because four DRN dongs is at least, you know, worth Probably 20 the regular of this dogs. Table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least. At least 20. Uh, I'll take four any day. <laughs> oh, what did I say? <laughs> Can't you take that back. It's you out there now. Your most innermost <laughs> fantasies. All right, people. It's out there on the internet yeah. now. Forever. So, so we have this woman. She's going to buy flowers. Just perfectly normal day. And uh, she gets mugged by an unseen at attacker. He's got his head, you know, covered. And then a fleet of cops shows up. He He shoots her. And then, like... 50 MXs show up and blast the hell out of him, which I'm like, do they normally have this many police Just handling one murderer? I mean, I remember not too long ago on this show, Captain Maldonado was complaining about having limited resources. Well, I mean, they cleaned up Rudy's shop. Maybe they got more funding. Maybe they did. I don't know. They And they got there in like a minute. Yeah. There was, was just really an entire fast. squad just cram down on this guy and we hadn't we unless they were i guess they could have scanned to see if it was a robot but they hadn't we didn't sh they didn't show us that if right. it was and that seemed like excessive force for like one guy with a gun and they have computerized aim like they could take the gun out of the hand <laughs> not just like just bullets everywhere killing him and from every possible this angle shows how inefficient the mx's actually are because 50 mx's cannot take down one xr but they're they're logic based right they're logical huh they're, smartly yes. designed yes logic shoot the hand that <laughs> is holding the gun they will drop the gun no threat no lawsuits from just wrongful death or how about this take it apart when you when you haul it away and just throw it into the evidence but locker, it's take evidence. it apart. No, it's evidence. You gotta have the body as evidence. Well, take out some CPU or something. Hand it to somebody who's a Listen, professional. Hand if, it to Rudy. If we start debating the logic of Fox writing, <laughs> we're gonna be here all night. That's look, true. Look, we're not we're not questioning the writing. Okay, this is obviously an ingenious plot. On the, on the part of Dr. Vaughn to get this body in there uh, that has this secondary power source, secondary CPU that they couldn't have spotted from, you know, even up close. Palladium encrusted whatever. You know, very, very fancy, fancy technology. Was palladium the stuff they were trying, uh, the, the thieves were trying to steal in the third episode? Yes, yes they was. were. Okay. 
Yes, they were. They were trying to steal palladium. It's also the stuff that used to go in uh, in Iron Man's heart. Um, but it's all coming together, though. Yes, because eventually we're going to reveal that Doctor Nigel Vaughn is actually Tony Stark, all grown up, <laughs> and this is all the future of the Marvel universe. That's not what's happening. I was going to go more with Doctor Vaughn is the head of in Syndicate. Oh yeah. In three episodes or less, we'll know. Yeah, I don't know if he's the leader of in Syndicate. I think he's definitely, if he's not in league with them, he's definitely a fan of what they do or he's, they're aware of each other. He might not even feel like, he might not even feel like the bad guy in this scenario. He might feel like maybe using in syndicate is an ends to, or is a means to an end. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, He definitely, you know, he feels slighted. These, this was his life's work, and, uh, you know, a few of them start killing themselves, and rather than helping them like they were people, they shut them down like they were robots. Mm-hmm. You know, that's excessive force. Let's talk about this. So, you know, we, we mentioned we finally got our first taste of what the actual meltdown of the DRNs was, and that many of them just couldn't handle the job and started killing themselves. Um, which, you know, you start thinking about... If you're an artificial intelligence, you're brought to life with an adult body programmed to do a job and you start doing it and it starts to make you sick because you see what people do to each other. How do you cope? You know, Dorian somehow stays well adjusted because he's so upbeat and happy to be alive. But if you're left with this existential wonder of like, why am I alive to witness all this horrible stuff? Of course, it's going to push you somewhere. And I think they're programmed with so much empathy too Mm -hmm. that um, law enforcement really takes a toll on, on these things. So like that, that is definitely something to be considered too. Poor planning on that right there. (laughs) Well, I think Matt, I think you hit it on the head right there that Dorian was shut down and then brought back. He knows what it's like to be shelved, to be essentially dead not sure if he's ever going to come back to life he gets that second chance like imagine if you died and then you got brought back now you you know what it's like to kill yourself you know or to be dead so you're not going to kill yourself yeah this so with that perspective that could be what keeps dory insane at least for now mm-hmm. but without that without the when they're seeing all the terrible things that we've seen then we can imagine it gets a lot worse especially like beyond the wall or whatever else is going on in the city that we just haven't been witness to yet that could be enough just to drive them to jump over the edge. Yeah, especially when you think about you think about that other DRN we met and how happy he is with his, you know, very simple job where there's no danger. You know, like on some level he misses being a cop, but by the end of that episode he was ready to just be be done with it. It was too much for some of these people. They felt too much. You know, Dorian's empathy could very well be the same thing that caused these these uh, robots to start committing suicide. The same reason that a lot of people would not be able to handle being a police officer. There's mm-hmm. a lot of dark stuff. I mean, I'll be straight up. I could not handle it. That's a lot to deal with, and it just in a on a daily basis, and it, it in this world where everything is even worse, where crime is so bad and so terrible that nobody can handle it. Yeah. That, and it was very interesting. Just, this was, as a whole, just a very emotional episode for Dorian. Um, you know, meeting meeting his father and then seeing what he could have been when the XRM is running rampant and killing all these people. So not only does he feel bad for all the for all the destruction that it's causing, he's like, "Am I like that?" Oh yeah, he he raises this very relevant question 
he tells Kennix later in the episode, you know, I asked, uh, I asked Dr. Vaughn, you know, what's the difference between her and me? He's like, there isn't one. I didn't change anything. Yeah, he asked a question, and I wrote down the quote because it was so deep, just that any one of us could ask, how did the same man that made her make me? And that's because, for to him, he's not just his... Vaughn's not just his father. He's also his god, in yeah. a way. Like, he created him. The way that you say a creationist theory, like, he went in and tinkered and built and designed... Dorian is that, and then he met that guy. He Imagine meeting the person who designed every bit and piece of who you are, made you the way you are, like Matt Snickering, because God only knows what went into making all any four of us on this panel. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Which switches they forgot to turn. <laughs> in any case, in any case, no, it's it's a very, it's a big question. You know, because if 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 the Lord maketh us in his own image, you know, the XRN is the product of what Vaughn made when he was pushed to the edge and desperate and angry, furious with the world, you know. Um, so, of course, his fury is what came out. And uh, it's also maybe a little bit of a nature versus nurture situation where, you know, if you're built and you're raised in a negative environment – you know, you're not going to have a chance to be a good android. There's something that the XRN said that I'm very curious about, and I want to get your take on it. She's like, um, when she and Dorian are having that awesome fight, he's like, why are you doing this? She's like, I must make my sacrifices. You must make mine or, so, or you must make yours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the sacrifice that she, that he is expected to make? Is she talking about it's her job to kill all these people to the same way that his is to be a cop? Or is it something more nefarious? It's possible that since it's the creator of the DRNs who is, as we found out, is up to no good, um, that whatever he's planning could involve every DRN, whether they've been decommissioned or not, um, that's in the city. Everything, you know, everything that's still capable of being functional, again, I, I think I mentioned like weeks and weeks ago that I'm really worried that one day someone's just going to flip a switch and that all the DRNs like Dorian are are going to go berserk. Yeah, it's going to show up. Yeah, and I think that there could be a pretty cool moment later down the road where he has, so he maybe has to kill somebody. You know, where Dorian is forced to, in a situation where he's serving a higher purpose, which could be killing Doctor Vaughn. That would be really sad. Have to kill his dad and his god all yeah. at once, <laughs> which That's is dark. weird. It's like if Jesus had to kill his dad, which was God. Hmm. Think about it. <laughs> now think about if Jesus had like a thousand clone brothers that all started killing themselves because they couldn't handle being the Messiah. So he was the only one left over, except for a few other ones that got reprogrammed to like work at banks and stuff. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> and then. He gets a partner who's gruff, <laughs> and he's been burned before. His name? Judah. Judas. Uh, he is Jesus Cop. Yeah. <laughs> Almost I'm smelling Jesus. A, I'm smelling a new spinoff series. <laughs> Almost Jesus. I'm telling you, man. Almost Jesus would be a great companion piece for the off season. So you think the the throughout the entire series that the devil's the bad guy, but it actually turns out God's gone rogue. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds a little too rogue. much like Preacher. <laughs> hey man, Preacher was a great series. If you haven't read Preacher, it's awesome. Garth uh, Garth Ennis. 
Am I wrong? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any of us know. Fine. I've heard of it. I've never read it. It's but really, I hear it's really cool. good. It's really cool. Uh, and so inappropriate. And now I need to go to confession this weekend. Thanks, guys. Yep. <laughs> Are you religious? Uh, I haven't been in longer than I should, but yeah. Generally. Oh, man. Didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Then we're glad we gave you a reason to go back. Yeah. <laughs> You were meant to be here. It was fated. It was meant to be. So, uh, one thing that's come up sporadically over the course of the season is the wall. And we finally got a glimpse of it this week. Yeah. And our clearest understanding of what may be on the outside. Uh, we thought that perhaps some of the seedier elements that we'd witnessed so far in the show came from the wall. But apparently, everything beyond the wall is so bad... That there's no way that they would cross through. It's so much worse than even the dark alleys that we've been in. And we've been in some bad places on yeah. the show. But they wouldn't even consider going to... They're like, he would never run to the other side of the oh, wall. Yeah, even yeah. Dr. Nigel, before he, before he ascends, you know, he does the sign of the cross like, oh, this is a bad idea. See? Like, sign of the cross. It's all... It's all... <laughs> it's together. all connected. I mean, there's no... It wasn't an accident that he's this, like, white-haired, older man with, like, a confident voice. Right. <laughs> with a long, flowing beard, and he also created fish in light and dark, and... Nope, nope. I went too far. Um, <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, but he's, sca- he he's scared of the wall. Fish. Everybody is scared of what? What? What do you guys think is on the other side? An army of Dorians, robot fish, and lo- robot loaves. <laughs> um, on the other side of the wall, I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe they have all the technology, and on the other side, it's all like burnt out hovels and stuff. But then, like, how would he be able to get any work done building these yeah. robots? I mean, who's to say that what is on the other side of the wall isn't better than what's on their side of the wall? They just don't go there, so they don't know. I mean, they could have better technology and less crime. And well, I mean, we've seen the wall in these flyover shots. How did the, everything on the other side appear to you guys? Just dark. Yeah, hmm. not illuminated. Maybe in they're any underground. Way, I'm, I'm picturing sort of an escape from New York scenario where it's almost like a pr- like a prison, just that just on a city scale, where you just if you do something wrong, you're just going to get dropped in there. Oh man! Maybe District Thirteen. If we're uh, if we're going like I was Hunger just Games. thinking that <laughs> where <laughs> yeah, underground comment made me go right there. It's uh, on the surface. It's just a wasteland. Like everybody thinks it's dead, but then underground there's like is this a whole society. Underground, yeah, yeah. Or it's like District Nine, and it's filled with proms. Oh. <laughs> and fish and loaves. <laughs> I I don't nope. want to drop the alien bomb on this show. <laughs> I guess we have too much going on. You're probably right. Um, or maybe, maybe the androids have set up a society and it's so advanced that we don't even know about it. Perhaps. We're not a nanotechnology I mean. scale. It's good on the top scale, it could just be a plain desolate cityscape yeah. but underneath, underground, inside the buildings. Yeah. Who knows? This or- city could be one big Truman show and the <laughs> other side of the wall is all producers. Or it could just be as simple as like something like Mad Max where it's just like anarchy and chaos. Yeah. And- to the point where, like, this one city is, like, at least this one city from the surrounding area is the one sort of civilized area. I'm wondering, like, what the event was that caused them to build a wall like that. Because there has to be something... I, I imagine there's some very clear reason why this part of the city is no longer possible. Like, we cannot go over there anymore. We just have to wall it off. We can't save it. That's like saying, like, 
uh, it's like in the nights being like, well, we can't go into Compton anymore because it's dangerous. So let's just wall it <laughs> off. Yeah, forget that. I, I've seen a lot of things uh, over the past year where just walls in general are a really bad idea. Attack on Titan, Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones, no, it serves more of a purpose. But um, Pacific Rim, walls are just a bad idea to begin with. I mean, I pictured Game of Thrones because they even say at one point, like, tell the watch commander at the wall. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, the watch a, commander? You yeah. know nothing, John <laughs> Kennick. <laughs> Somebody call John Snow <laughs> in here. Aww. <laughs> Yay, you know nothing, John Kennex. I hadn't even thought of it, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, we don't know what's on the other side of it. We do know that that's where Dr. Vaughn has gone with these chips and uh, and these synthetic souls, you know. Do you think maybe what, in addition to whatever his plan is with uh, these synthetic souls, do you think maybe someone like in Syndicate is planning on, like, taking down the wall and let letting whatever's outside come in that sounds about right yeah i hope so yeah no it sounds like a huge level of chaos here there be monsters yeah i mean we can talk a little bit more about the the xrn uh beautiful brutal deadly more like X-rated RN. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love she, that, that was the best part. Yeah. Well, she escaped. She looks like a Barbie doll because her head wasn't completely attached. That was creepy. Yeah. Just well, stealing itself back on. But like, think about Ugh. the body that she picked. She like there were like two female bodies, and it's like one was like very kind of modest, and the other one had huge breasts, and she picked that one. I mean, granted, that's like Gina Carano's actual body. Um, but I just found it really funny. There was one that I don't remember what it was wearing, but it wasn't wearing a corset as a top. Um, well, here's here's my question, and I guess it could be kind of explained by uh, Dr. Vaughn just being involved, yeah. but towards the end, like, she is just destroying everything. Like, every MX, Dorian, Kenix, like, nothing can stop her. But she seemed to pick, like, a former sex bot body. Yeah. That wouldn't be able to withstand that kind of beat like beat down she or makes some interesting choices in this episode. Like she actually did have that tiny bit of mercy that one time. She chose not to kill a kid. That yeah. was Yeah, in the car and she smiled cuz she told her she was pretty. Yeah. So I love I that. I think that that further highlights how actually close <clears throat> Excuse me. To a DRN, she actually is mm-hmm. that there is that capacity for um, for compassion and that capacity for good, and that's I, I'm like don't get me wrong, she needed to be stopped, but I'm kind of bummed that she's gone now because because um, there was a lot of potential with that. Granted, again, she needed to be stopped. But... That XRN is gone. Oh. oh, he said he only built one. That's what he says. I guess so. And I just <laughs> thought about the body thing. She goes to Vaughn's laboratory to yeah. steal a body. He programmed her to go and pick that body in particular. That's it was a body <laughs> that was built for action. So, it just kind of like loses the, the any kind of choice Megan's in that situation. Like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Never in, mind. in the plot too, there was the whole concept of getting the needle and stabbing her in the back of the neck, and that was what was supposed to take her out. Do you think that was all a plot ruse, if you will, so that yeah, yeah, he 100%. could escape? <laughs> oh yeah, go do this, and I'm going to help you do this, and then yeah. they went and did it, and he took off. Yeah, no one notices. He just walks right out the building. Nobody, not any of the MXs. <laughs> no, they got the blank look on their face. So, yeah. I mean, I guess everyone was preoccupied with the giant screen. They're yeah. watching that, but you think, yeah, the game, somebody... the game was on. This is why we're not allowed to have a big screen TV in the office, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get ants. Not how you get ants. Uh, um, 
yeah, I just I just loved it, and I loved uh, when Kenix grabbed that, uh, pulled the key out of that grenade, and kicked her face off, <laughs> and then she exploded, and everything was fine. Great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And, and they scene. all lived happily yeah. ever after. All right. Uh, we have some news and gossip. I say we roll into it. After Buzz TV News. Yeah, I mean, if you guys check out on TV by the numbers, they do weekly updates on ratings, and uh, they have the cancellation bear, which is constantly monitoring whether or not shows are going to be uh, killed off. Cancellation or bear? Or That's what they call it, the cancellation bear. Like Aww. an actual little bear? I don't think it's an actual bear. <laughs> like a picture of a bear. It might be a monkey. I think it's a metaphorical bear. It's not bear. a monkey, I would know. Yeah, Matt's <laughs> on top of the monkeys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? Really? Um, but So what they're saying is basically based on the fact that Bones is moving to Mondays at 8 p.m. And Almost Humans ratings have been decent. This week, I believe they got a 1.8 with like a 6. Not bad. 6.3 million viewers. That's but, not bad at all. But the but basically, because of the scheduling moves, mm-hmm. and because Fox has been silent on the matter, the prediction is not good. Yeah. The prediction by the cancellation barrier is canceled. Well, then here's the thing, folks. We have to do everything that we can to turn the volume up in the Almost Human community until the end of the season. We need to be tweeting about it constantly. We need to be tweeting at Fox executives. We need to be tweeting at the official show Twitter. At Almost Human Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, don't just watch. Don't download on a torrent. That doesn't help anybody. If you have to watch online, watch on Hulu because they track those numbers. Watch on your DVR because those numbers matter too. They count just as much as a regular TV viewing number. Yeah. If If you have cable, DVR the show. Watch it on the DVR. Even just like play it when you're not in the room. <laughs> Do whatever you can. We want this show to get a second season. It's up to us as the fans to make that happen. You know, the ratings aren't bad. We just need enough of a push from the fan base to put them over the hump and have them put up the cash. Yeah, no word yet, but uh, I think soon enough we may have to activate Save Almost Human. Damn. All right. Well, we'll be ready. Okay. Do it. Time for predictions. And now. Your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, Megan Salinas, we we're heading back in time to uh, episode three next week. Uh, did you guys see the promo? Yes. Yeah. So we finally get our uh, our stall bit. Yeah, I was. Re- I'm. I we're getting uh, that little tidbit of information <clears throat> that she uh, she was genetically enhanced. That's coming back this next episode. Um, I. Th- I would li- like if this was in order. I would say this is where Kennex finally makes a move with Detective Stall, but because this hasn't been in order, I I can't make that prediction because we we've seen that nothing's really happened. Then why are we doing yet. predictions if you can't? Do, make that do we know for sure that this is episode the missing yeah, episode? Because we we watched episode one five six seven eight four nine two ten. Well, we know Three. that one is missing. Do we know that? Because we now we yeah, know. Yeah, no, that- it was it was okay. We we, we saw one, five, six, seven, okay. eight, four, <laughs> nine, two, I, ten. I, I believe you. Hey, I Sheldon, tell, you. tell me how that game works again. <laughs> okay, um, rock, 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 scissors, 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 rock. Okay. Yeah, and okay, we're not we're doing rock, rock, paper, scissors, scissors, lizard, Spock. Because now we're not just finding out that Stahl is genetically enhanced. She's a clone. Yeah, like. And that's a huge culture in this yeah. society is that they are cl- like they're well, no clones are supposed to be illegal, right? 
That's yeah. why. That's no. why that one dude in Blood Brothers had all of his illegal secret clones. Yeah, this is just genetically enhanced. Yeah. Just genetically it's enhancing just plastic people. surgery. Yeah. They, okay. It's just a Dorian. But they call like, her a clone in the preview. That might be what they just call anybody who's been genetically altered or genetically designed. Maybe. I don't we'll know. See. We'll see. Yeah. I Maybe could, she I, was a clone from before it was illegal. That's entirely possible. That's true, too. It might have been legal So then for basically we're saying we're going to see more Valerie Stahl next week. Great. So that's my that'll prediction. That would be great to get, to get more character development on her. As far as like overarching things. Yeah. I, what's going to happen I, after next week? Robot Army and uh, the wall is coming down. All right. Uh, Ryan. I'm, I'm going to get down with that robot army. I think that's coming, too. <laughs> I, I'm feeling that for sure. Um, I think we're learning a little bit more about Stahl's parents as well, because there's that comment about them being like rich or, you know, why is she a detective? So hopefully some of that. And why why did they want to have their kid genetically enhanced? Yeah. Why not? I mean, <laughs> look at her. <laughs> okay. Zach? Um, I think we're definitely going to see more of Valerie Stahl next week, but I think that we are also going to get um, – Kenick's style relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're gonna maybe kiss next week. Some shipping well, going no, on. Yes. I don't know because like it's the, whatever happens next week is the impetus for uh, Dorian to be on his case about asking her out in episode five. So, so we'll get a little bit, but nothing is nothing substantial. Yeah. will happen. Yeah, we'll see the first bit of connection. I'd like to think that when we come back to proper episodes, we get a little movement on that front. Definitely thinking Robot Army, potentially the wall coming down. We're definitely going to be on the other side of the wall by the mm-hmm. end of the season. We got three episodes left, so. Scary. Scary, scary stuff. All right, Megan Salinas, where can the people find you? You can find me on um, Twitter at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And I also do um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast and Sherlock just wrapped up. So. Yes, it yes it did. Ryan Hooks. And you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Instagram, Twitter, Yahoo, Facebook. Uh, I'm also Snapchat. on Snapchat. <laughs> Same thing, RyanHooks92 all day long. Uh, got a brand new Black Sales podcast coming up. Got special guest Mark Ryan coming in this week. Nice. Chris Gates. Uh, Intelligence. Uh, also, Revolution. So great, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, and here at AfterBuzz on Grim Archer uh, and Helix, where we had the wonderful Cat Lemieux in this week. Yes, we did. And we actually we have like what three or four more guests already planned for the rest. Yeah, of the season. it's going to be fun. Got a big old season. If you haven't uh, watched that show yet, you definitely should. It's so cool. It's over on Sci-Fi. Check it out. There are monkeys. There Do are I have so to say many monkeys? More. Uh, yes. <laughs> monkeys and creepy virus zombies, kind of. They're not zombies. They're they're weird. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got to wrap it up. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. I'm everywhere here at AfterBuzz TV. Throw a dart at a show that isn't reality, and you'll probably hit me. I love you all. We'll see you next week. Love you more. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.